experts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Well, thank you and welcome to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm your host, Eric Whiteman here at the XML Financial Group. I hope you had a good long Labor Day weekend. Since most of you and Wall Street have been away enjoying themselves, there really hasn't been much change in my view of the markets. So today, what I thought I'd do is give you a few tips on investing. I've been managing money professionally for uh, well over two decades. Oh, that hurts to say. And along the way, I've made my fair share of mistakes. Yep, I have. Hopefully, some of these suggestions will spare you some of the pain that I've experienced. Every six months or so, I like to do a show on my core philosophy, and I haven't done one in a while. But one of the first things I do when I do this show is I mention how important it is to have a financial plan in place. So that's where that's going to be my first tip for today. Have a plan and stick with it. And when I say have a plan, I mean, have a real plan and commit to it. Think of it like this. If you're going to build a house, you'd go out and get blueprints first before you start nailing boards together. If you decide you're going to challenge yourself and maybe run a marathon, then you'd probably come up with a training program. You wouldn't just go out and do a couple of jogs around the park. No, you're going to want to be better prepared than that. So if at some point you want to retire, and I'll put retire in air quotes here because retirement means so many different things to different people. But if you want to retire at some point, then you're probably going to need a plan. The plan is the foundation. It tells you what you need to do savings-wise, and it also tells you what your investments need to do for you. And once you know this, well, then you can start to develop your asset allocation of how much you want in stocks and bonds and cash. If you don't need to take a lot of risk, well, then I would suggest you probably shouldn't. Since it's football season or the start of football season, I'll give you a sports analogy that I'm fond of. If your favorite team is winning 40 to nothing and it's in the first half, do you think they're going to come out in the second half and start throwing Hail Marys? No. They're going to play smart. They're going to play more defense. They're going to try not to blow the lead. The goal is to win the game, not to score as many points as you can. So to sum this up, have a plan. Turn that invisible into the visible. Develop a reasonable asset allocation with the goal being to either meet or exceed the plan with the appropriate amount of risk, of course. Studies show you're much more likely to succeed if you have a written plan, if you need help putting a plan together, well, give us a call. The number is 571-261-7670. Tip number two, value, value, value. Don't make me say it again. Be value oriented. This is something I talk about on just practically every show. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind you should be value oriented. Different people have different definitions of what value is. There's a, a lot of branches on the value tree. So for the sake of today's discussion, let's just agree to the common sense definition, buying something less than what it's worth or what you think it's worth. 
I think you should have most of your portfolio in value type securities. Think about this. If you buy quality companies and you buy them inexpensively, well, then you're naturally assuming less risk, right? Now, that doesn't mean no risk or risk-free. There's no such thing. There's always risk involved in in investing. My point here is, if you can take less risk and still get to where you want to be, well, that sounds like good common sense to me. I'll tell you, the world would be a much better place with more common sense in it. Tip number three, be patient. Don't expect your investments to pay off right after you buy it. It's not going to happen. At least 99% of the time, it's not going to happen. Own good companies based off their fundamentals and be patient. There are a lot of new investors out there who are trading stocks back and forth, taking small profits here and there. But any real experienced investors knows the futility of this. And that's my next tip. Don't trade. I had a conversation with a good client of mine a couple of weeks ago, and he told me about his friends always share tips back and forth, and they like to share their stories of when they catch the big fish, right? And he asked me about the success of different trading strategies. My answer is, and I'll just give you the bottom line of it, there really aren't any. There aren't any that I've seen over the long term. When you're trading in and out, you need to look at all kinds of things. You need to look at the cost, the fees and taxes, but more importantly, it's the missed opportunities too. On the cost side, and I'll exaggerate here to make my point, if you bought a stock and it goes up 20% and you sell it, you're going to tell everyone you made 20%, right? But how much did you make after taxes? If it was a short-term trade, then that profit is taxed tax basically is earned income, your marginal tax rate. So maybe you lose a third to taxes. Who knows? Your 20% now becomes a 14 or 15% gainer. So you really made less than what you think. But here's the bigger problem. If you spend a good deal of time researching a great company that you bought, and then you sold it because you made a quick profit, well, now what do you do? There just aren't that many great investments out there. Now you got to go start searching again. And if you're trading, let's be honest, you probably aren't doing much fundamental research anyhow, just jumping from one name to another. The more decisions you have to make, the more chances of being wrong. So know your limits. Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, then you probably don't understand it yourself. If you're managing your own portfolio It's really important. I mean, really important to know what you're good at and what you're not good at, what you understand and what you don't understand. If you really know what you own and why you own it by doing your research, it'll give you the conviction you're going to need when the market goes sideways and people start to panic and act irrationally. Don't ever feel bad about sitting out on something that you don't understand. Getting outside your circle of competency, probably not such a great idea. I want you to be proud. Be cheap. That's it. Be cheap. This is really a backhanded way of me coming back to being value-oriented. Usually, when someone says so-and-so is cheap, it's usually with bad connotation, right? When it comes to the market, I actually think it's a badge of honor. There's nothing wrong with being cheap in the stock market. 
you want to figure out what a company's worth and then buy it for less than that. I will say that you want to give yourself an ample margin of safety in case your calculations are wrong and, or your expectations for the future of the business is incorrect. Simply put, you're trying to buy a dollar for 50 cents. Be cheap, buy, be quality, buy quality, excuse me. Buy quality when you think it's inexpensive. And don't get caught up in the short-term price movements. Pepsi may go up a couple of dollars one day and down a couple of dollars the next. The chances are they didn't sell more Pepsi one day and a lot less the next. Long-term, real wealth is created by latching on to great businesses run by good, honest managers who are acting like owners. Those managers, and I'm talking about those good managers, those who are making the right asset allocation decisions, who are growing the dividends, who are growing the value of the business long-term, that should be your focus, the long-term. Don't go chasing for yield. In my 20-plus year career, some of the biggest screw-ups I've seen have come from yield chasers, investors who bought what they didn't understand. If something is yielding twice as much as everything else, then I'm going to tell you, you need to be careful because those folks probably aren't twice as smart as everybody else. And look what you have. Look at what you have now. You should review your portfolio and your financial plan for that matter and pay attention to the poor performers. Everyone likes to watch the stocks that are, they have in their portfolio that are going up. But pay attention to the poor performers. There are plenty of investors out there who have a tendency to sell their winners and hold on to their losers. And what happens is, well, ultimately, they end up with a big ball of yuck. That's their portfolio, a big ball of yuck. They're holding on to all their losers because they didn't want to accept the losses. It's called anchoring. And you should be doing just the opposite. You should be looking to exit your losers and holding on to your winners and let them run. And the last one I'll give you for today. Remember the real rules of investing. According to Warren Buffett, or maybe it was Benjamin Graham. Rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. Okay, that's it for today. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, remember... It's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow them. I'm Eric Whiteman, and this has been Common Sense Investor. expressed during this podcast are those of the hosts and may not necessarily be those of XML Financial Group. Information provided should not be construed as personalized investment advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. You should consult your personal financial advisor before investing to make sure an investment is appropriate for your situation. Furthermore, this information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax or legal advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific 
specific situation with a qualified tax or legal advisor. Investing strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.